Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss COVID-19, Barbie's dream house, and J.J. Abrams. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Ryan, we're back. We're better than ever. Everything is fine. No one is sick. The world is in great shape. The economy is roaring. Technology companies are are putting out great new products. New films are being released to theaters that everyone is going to see. Uh, and it's just that everything is fan. And there are no, there's not a pandemic going on. There are no deadly viruses being spread amongst a population that will not fucking stay home and self-quarantine instead of going to bars. So everything is great. We did it, guys. We created Utopia, and all it took was free market capitalism. That's right. We did it. <laughs> the free market has spoken. Anyhow, Ryan, we're back. It's the Tomorrow Podcast, as you, may, as you may well know. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And We I haven't think, left our homes in a while. What better time to get back on the airwaves, the digital airwaves, and spread our message like a virus to the people, uh, a message of hope, of goodwill, of freedom. Uh, and of of most importantly, of staying the fuck home and not doing shit and not talking to friends and not going to bars so that we can stop the spread of my new best friend, COVID-19, a.k.a. the novel coronavirus. I, I also love that it's still like novel. Like novel to me says like, you know, candy that glows in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it's a novelty. say like. It's a great novelty. It's a technical. It's a medical term. Yeah, it's a medically accurate term. Anyhow, we're back. It's uh, it's uh, it's Sunday right now. Actually, we're gonna. I suppose we'll put this up tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe we'll start just doing it tomorrow every day. Like you know, because there is always a tomorrow until coronavirus has its way with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. But what a great time to be alive and to be podcasting, really. And I'm just, you know, I was panicking about this like apocalyptically like a week ago, and honestly, I'm just so happy that everyone caught up. Well, like, I, genuinely, I, I don't know if I'm really, really happy that my parents are listening. Yeah. Well, everyone I care. Well, about. let's talk about that for a second. So, just to give everyone an update, if you don't live in if you don't live in a society, uh, so we're in we're in like the real shit now here in America, where people have realized that Trump is a uh, completely has completely bungled his handling of the coronavirus without enough testing. Uh, or the quarantining of people, we now have a virus that is spreading somewhat out of control. And so companies and states and cities have taken it into their own hands to start telling people to stay home uh, to stop the spread of the virus. Because at this point, we've kind of crossed the threshold from like, we can reduce the spread of the virus by lots of testing and quarantining. Like the government completely mishandled that. That's not going to happen. Now we're at the point where it's like, if you stay home, if you don't go out, if you don't meet up with friends, if you limit your – if you practice social distancing and limit your contact with people, you can slow down the spread of this greatly. And so now everybody's like, yes, that we should do that, um, except there are people who are going out to bars and restaurants. You see this all over Twitter. There are people who are in airports. I mean partially because – Psychotic. I mean – I'm sorry. It's psychotic. Well, the, Trump, the Trump administration made it – created a situation for – for people trying to get back to America, where they basically were like, we're not going to let anybody who's not in America back into America. And it created this insane confusion about who could actually come home. And so you've got airports that are crammed full of people trying to rush back to the United States. Uh, the United States is now, uh, I think I saw something in Australia, the United States is now the number one spreader of coronavirus in places like Australia. Um, 
And uh, anyhow, it's really good. It's good stuff. So, so we're dealing with a situation where we've got a government that's completely out of control and lost the plot. You've got a very poor handling of this uh, pandemic. And you have people who are just stupid. Like, I don't know any other way to describe it. They're just, their brains don't work right. Um, there was a video of a girl on Twitter going around this morning and she's in St. Patrick's Day outfit and she's jumping around and hugging her friends in a giant crowd. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm immunocompromised, but I took my vitamins and I, you know, I'm, I'm young. So I feel like, you know, you have to live your life. Yeah. And I literally thought she's going to die. No, but that's fine. I mean, at this point you have to basically say it's not fine. Obviously I don't want anybody to die, but if you are making a decision, by the way, I had a, a half an hour long argument with my parents today who I can't tell if they're fucking with me or not, but they're like, we like to go out to eat. I'm like, you don't fucking understand. You're literally at the highest risk of anybody for this yeah. thing. And like, I don't know how good like the Applebee's hamburger is or whatever, but is it worth your life? I doubt it. Um, but you have people My- who are like the, this girl you were just describing, like people are just like, it's no big deal. It's just like the flu. It's like whatever. It's like, yeah, they don't, their brains aren't working. They're not listening. They're not reading. They're not thinking. And so like the sad part is they will infect other people who are reading and listening, hopefully at least maybe not all of them because they're staying home. But, you know, the reality is like, I'm not going to say this is natural selection at work, but if you are like, I'm not going to ignore the the governor and the, all of the doctors and all of the the history of this virus in other countries, in places like Italy where it's like full-blown epidemic and the country is on lockdown in France where it's like a full-blown epidemic. If you're going to do that, and just go out and have a beer. Like, I don't know. I guess like your time has come. The sad thing is you're going to take other people with you, but your time has definitely come. Like you need to be smart. And if you're not smart, I, I, fuck you. I, again, I was apocalyptically wor- talking about this like a week and a half ago, not to be like, a, I told you so, but because I felt really lonely and my husband was like, not believing me. He was like, not taking it in and he was laughing a little bit and I felt like I didn't know if I was losing my mind or being gaslit and I was like I don't know like I'm asking you to trust me here and start stocking up with me and stop going to work and we had a huge fight and he finally gave in and in the last few days has come to realize not just that I was right but that this is like actually happening but I think what really stabbed me to attention was that my parents again who my mom tries to not if if you haven't heard me talk about my parents before my mom tries to stay out of politics and anything in the news and my dad is uh, has pivoted to trumpism and it took your dad is back into trump now he has stepped back his level of support but he's still generally like i like some of the things he does and his some of his ideas Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he's got great ideas but it was yesterday like last night slash this morning my dad was like eat small meals if you want to come home now is your choice you either stay in the city from here out or you go home um like to their house um you he was like to take out cash have cash on hand he was like do you have and we went through a checklist of like a pocket knife like a bunch of different yeah. stuff and yeah. it was like you know as much as that's really scary it's also such a relief that they're well, taking I'm happy it seriously for you. Because, yeah my parents did not have such a insane reaction well my mom owns a daycare and so she's going to be a vector for transmission one way or another and well, they need to shut that can, shit down they need well to shut she down. can do that but a lot of her her clients are nurses and police officers and she wants them to be able to go and right. do their jobs. Right. Well, and I mean, that's, so, yeah. That childcare is a huge issue in New York. I mean, that's a big deal right now. Like, I, I, I don't mean, it's feel everywhere, like, everywhere. 
So obviously I'm not going to go to their house because I don't want to get this or spread it. But also like, thank God they're at least taking it seriously and they're going to have supplies on hand because also like anyone who has a general health condition, just like if you have a heart condition, if you have diabetes, like the hospitals cannot take care of you during this. So everyone who has to give birth has to have a plan to give birth at home. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's look, I mean, shit's very real right now and very serious. At least people are taking it seriously is all I wanted to wrap that up with is that at least everyone I care about is taking it very seriously. And we at work, our team took it very seriously for the most part. Um, and I just want everyone that I care about to be informed and safe. And I have to deal with the fact that I can't like save everybody, yeah. but I'm trying to take like comfort. Yeah. In that. Like, like, I mean, people are, there are some people that are being like willfully ignorant. There are a lot of people who are actually like getting it. Uh, and there's I think there's some people, a lot of people in between who don't really know what to think or what to do. And because we have such horrible leadership in this country, because the president is more worried about his reelection and the economy than he is about people's lives, you know, like we have a really bad, it's a really bad situation. I literally just tweeted this thing um, that somebody shared from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology. Um it's a notice they sent, I guess, on Facebook. Uh, the NTNU strongly recommends that all NTNU students who are outside Norway return home. This applies especially if you were staying in a country with poorly developed health services and infrastructure and or collective infrastructure. For example, the USA. Like, that's the deal. We are not- We're, we're, we're not a developed country I mean, basically, anymore. certainly not when it comes to public health, certainly not when it comes to healthcare. I mean, it's, it's such a, I mean, it's such an incredible, I mean, look, I mean, we could, we could, I can't think of anything that matters more than healthcare and transportation. And we're not a developed country in those senses. So, excuse me, I was taking a sip of water. Um, the, the, you know, I don't want to get into a whole political thing because that's a whole other fucking bag. I mean, we'll talk about politics a little bit, but I don't know how to talk about anything. Right. But else. like, but the, but the, I mean, it's not even about, I mean, yes, of course, the universal healthcare question, question that the medic, Medicare for all that is obviously, this brings it into stark relief, you know, like that it really shines a light on how bad it is that people have to be worried that they can't even go into a doctor and say, I think I may have this disease, this virus, can you test me for it? But just like the handling of it, I mean, from a governmental perspective, I mean, there is now, it's widely documented that the, tr the president of the United States withheld further screening and testing because he thought, he told people that it would hurt his reelection if there were higher numbers of infected people in America. Like, there are so many layers to the insanity of that. I mean, one, it should be criminal to, to, uh, to, to literally kill people, to literally damage public health on a widespread level to help your reelection, or at least to try to. But secondly, the logic of thinking that if you don't test people, that there will be that the numbers somehow will stay down just because like you're artificially not like showing them the idea that you don't understand how a virus literally fucking spreads that it gets uncontainable that you can't be like oh it didn't happen you know is insane and like you know we just have like a very like we're a very broken country and i mean trump has done more to further the breaking of this country than any president in modern history by a long shot and there's i'm not even in modern history in history and you can't even – there's not even an argument now. I can't imagine people going to the polls and fucking voting for this guy at this point except if they have just fucking their brainwashed or they have brain damage. Like I'm sorry. Like I don't care who it is. And, and I know I've said this before. 
you've got to fucking cleanse the system of this guy and his fucking cronies. They're so corrupt. And now we have a literal like pandemic that Million. is going to kill thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I mean, it's going to kill in this country. It's going to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions. I, you know, and like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy time to be alive. Can't believe. And I can't imagine what it must be like within the Bernie campaign right now, because there is a debate tonight. Um, This episode will probably go up by then, but you guys will probably listen to this tomorrow. So um, you'll know how things shook out. Right now, I feel so tense and anxious because, honestly, it, it genuinely feels like the weight of the world is on this 80-year-old man's shoulders. Because if he has a glorious moment where he can cut through and explain to people, as much as I hate Bill Clinton, the way that Bill Clinton was able to, or the way that Obama was able to, and reach people and grab them by the face and explain to them what we need to do going forward and why we should understand like have empathy for each other and create social safety nets. Like unless he's able to do that tonight, like things are not, we're not getting like things will not yeah. get even close to better. I mean, I, I know that I know we're going to live in a world that's post pre and post virus. And I know that this virus will probably never really go away, but we, we have like, we have to, as a society, as a species be better than what, how we've been. And like, if this man has an opportunity uh, yeah. on the world platform, maybe one of the last times to get everybody on board with that. And, and I'm, I, I can't imagine being him right now. Like I normally don't try to write fan well, fiction about politicians or empathize with them as people because it really doesn't matter. But I, I right now I'm like, I, I can't imagine what him and his wife must be feeling. Well, well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about the, the presidential election and the what's happening right now. And um, I mean, if you read Bernie's recent tweets, I think there's something really interesting in his tone that is striking. Uh, like, for instance, two couple of hours ago, he tweeted, tonight, the American people will see Joe Biden and myself on a debate stage one-on-one debating the solutions to the enormous crises facing our country. I hope you will tune into CNN at 8 p.m. So, Okay. Like, there's something that's particularly non-adversarial in this tone. Now, I understand, like, Bernie's got fewer delegates and everybody's saying Biden's a shoe in and all this stuff. But there's something about, I think, what's happening right now. I mean, we are in uncharted fucking territory. I think the tone I, he needs, I think what you're saying is the tone he needs is calm, uh, uh, compassionate, empathetic, intelligent, comprehensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but also, but I mean, I'll go even beyond that. I mean- you have to imagine at this point, like, this is so beyond politics. It's so beyond the primary. Like, what we're dealing with right now is so – I mean, we can't even take stock of it at this point, I don't think. I don't think we have the uh, – we have the ability to, like, take a full view of what is happening. But what's happening at this moment is absolutely unprecedented in in modern history, in at least in America. I mean, you've got the most corrupt, most – most vacant, most craven administration in history. And we are facing like a real thing that it cannot be lied out of, cannot be tweeted around, cannot be covered up. Like they're trying to cover it up, but it's like very clearly, I mean, you've got like Andrew Cuomo, you got Andrew Cuomo on, on, on a fucking broadcast every day going like, yeah, like the president's fucking blowing this and we're going to need to do like self quarantine and curfews or whatever to like fucking deal with it. Like that's, real you know you can't like there's no way to spin this 
where it looks like things are under control. And so now you've got this like democratic primary going on and we have this huge divide, right? It's like boomers and older people have heavily gravitated towards Biden. Young people have heavily gravitated towards Bernie. And it's like, I actually would not, here's my fantasy. Okay. Here's my fucking fantasy that I wish, like that I hope can happen. That Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are on the phone right now or in a room somewhere. Hopefully they've been tested. Um, And they're like, we need to figure this out together one way or another. Like we need to bring people together to fucking get Trump out of office and fix the country. I, my fantasy, and I know nobody wants to hear this. My fantasy is that tonight at the end of the the debate, they're like, we've decided to join forces. I agree. I agree. We have to go with our best best shot. Bernie is going to be a, a vice president. Biden's going to be president. Frankly, I don't care what arrangement it takes. The idea yeah, that you can take, that, but yeah, <laughs> sure, no, but like Biden's not going to be like fuck you because people like he's winning the vote. You know what I mean? Like the but the point is, I think we need to like think bigger than this is this is like so much bigger than like the boomers versus the millennials. It's so much bigger than like wanting a pr- extreme progressivism versus moderate thinking. It's like we need to reach like factor the whole framework of the fucking government. Now, I agree that Bernie has a much stronger, bigger, more thoughtful plan to do that, but the reality is like he's not winning the vote right now, not all of it that he needs to win. Honestly, like, we have to we got to figure out a way to make this a like slam dunk, you know? Uh, honestly, they they should on air tonight talk about the level of seriousness that this is talk about the level of um of comprehensive policy and reform it's going to take to claw our way out of this at some point and for a little bit of theatrics they should flip a coin on air and decide who will be president and say we're we're teaming up and everyone in our party you need to fall into line with if you trusted us before trust our agreement now and fall into line and let us do this and that theatrics would go viral and it would it would be a pr moment and i think it would create a wave of 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 a return to sanity and that we would be able to unite i think the bernie people and the biden people are existentially scared and we would be able to move forward i think if that doesn't happen or if bernie doesn't sit down and genuinely inspire an entire country of 300 million people i mean we're fucked. i mean i got news for you you're not going to flip boomers who are for biden right now in this in a state of like a pandemic with Trump absolutely fucking asleep at the wheel. You're not going to flip people to Bernie. I mean, I I don't know. I want to be. I don't want to be a nihilist here. There is, but I, I do think that if he goes up there and says uh, every single person should be guaranteed health care, so this never happens again, and Biden says, I don't know. I think we should expand right. Obamacare. No, right. I, I, that's the mis- that's a mistake. They have to. They have to say this is the thing. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Is like I agree with you. I if I fucking if we turn on this debate tonight and it's Biden and Bernie arguing about their difference in opinion about how you pay for universal health care or Medicare for all or whatever the fuck we're calling it now, that's the fucking wrong conversation to be having at this moment. You know, it's like this moment is like everybody needs health care in this country. There's no way you could not see it. Now, you may disagree on how to pay for it because to me, what I hear is like there's actually Biden's like, I think everybody should have health care, but how do you pay for it? And Bernie's like, I think everybody should have health care. Here's how you pay for it. The disagreement is not should people have health care. I know everybody thinks that Biden's like the devil. I don't think he is. Obama, again, is the first president in ages ever in this country to actually get people, more people covered and actually try to put like a single payer option and shit into practice. I mean, Hillary did it in like the fucking 90s, tried to do it in the 90s. But like at any rate, but what I'm saying is 
what I'm saying is, uh, the, 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 the fucking, we need to just have them come together and say, we're going to figure this out together. Whoever wins, whoever wins this primary, we're going to work on this together and we're going to fix it together. If they can do that, I mean, like, honestly, I would love for Bernie to be in the lead position, but it's like, I can't change the minds of these fucking older voters. And I don't think anybody else can. Like, they just feel comfortable with Biden for whatever fucking reason. But what I want is somebody besides Biden who is going to push the agenda that we need in the country. And I just feel like at this point, don't, aren't they saying to each other, like, we got to fucking do something radical. Like, we cannot pretend like this is business as usual with this primary. You know? Am I crazy? No. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at a tweet right now just as I've been talking. The, the, Donald Trump sent a fucking printout of the stock market with his autograph on it to Lou Dobbs. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's completely outrageous. I'm genuinely speaking. I'm just looking like- at it, like trying to understand. I mean, this guy's so fucking small minded. I he- also think he's just insane. Oh, he's definitely insane. He's so small minded. He has such a fucking peanut brain. It's insane. Like, I think he, Actually, this was two days craven. ago. Sorry. This was two days ago. So I guess it was at the close of market. No, like, I assumed. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's not just craven. He's not just morally corrupt. He's not just senile. He's not just, you know, evil. I think he's genuinely like a madman. It's fucking insane. It's really not good. Anyhow. So look, the point is we, we're, we're, we're in, we're in, uh, we're in un, unprecedented, uncharted territory. And uh, we simply need for people to to really fucking come together that's my hope my my real sincere hope is that i haven't felt i haven't felt this way since 911 and um and i kind of it's a little bit of a relief because i felt like this was coming well i mean it's like you knew there was going to be i mean you knew there was going to be a something eventually that changed the path we were on there had to be a punishment like, like, like you can't just you know you can't just it doesn't work like you can't have endless like you can't be the worst thing ever and then have endless success like eventually something's got to give you yeah. know and like the reality is that there are so many this is by the way there's so many things happening in the background that we can't see that are going to have repercussions and this is a perfect example of it you've got all the stuff that trump did where he's pulling away the, the people that we need firing the organizations, shutting down the organizations, firing people who are in charge of dealing with things like pandemics. And then we have a fucking pandemic. Like there's, there's cause and effect, you know, this is not random. At some point, like people needed a wake up call. I mean, they were in a death, they're in a death call. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyhow. So look, so here we are, we're, we're at, we're at home. We're stopped. We've stocked up, um, you know, and look, honestly, I, just to turn to for a second to the small joys that we can take from all of this. I love being home. I actually get more work done when I'm at home. I'm able to write and edit and read more when I'm not in meetings and not getting pulled into conversations and like can actually look at what's going on. Uh, I mean, being I, so, a depressed freelancer has trained me for this in a way like an Olympic coach could not have. <laughs> I mean, I used to blog. We literally my half of my career has spent has been spent like sitting at home like 
Yeah. At Engadget, when I first started writing at Engadget, everybody, no one ever went into the office. It was like a running joke. We're like, yeah, you could go in, but why would you? You know? And like, yeah, we got shit done. You know, there are many, many things you can do where you don't have to go into an office now more than ever. So like, frankly, I feel a renewed sense of vigor for what we do. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit to write about. There's a lot of stories to tell. There's a lot of, you know, there's fascinating, fascinating things to talk about. And, you know, now more than ever, people are sitting at home fucking with nothing to do, basically looking for content. And here we are. Hot content. The content, the content guys, the content bros. <laughs> um, on that, on that note. So, so speaking of content, I, uh, I uh, I purchased uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, to watch to watch again, um, and I have to say it really is a, an incredibly bad movie. Yeah, on many many levels. I mean, just just it's dog shit. It's shockingly bad. When like it didn't have to be. Like there are certain p- p- parts of it where I'm like, I totally understand that the, you have to make some concessions to close out a story like this, you're going to have to, you're not going to please everybody, but, but man, wouldn't it have been nice to have had a plan from the first movie? I what mean, the story would yes, have been? just, it's so crazy. Right. Just imagine, just think they, apparently they started the first, this reboot or whatever, this new series, right. With uh, the force awakens, which I thought was a great movie. I really like it a lot. And you know, it's the story of this girl who, uh, uh, is, uh, you know, discovers that she has you know some force powers jedi powers um and you know it's this sort of like story about how uh you know i I mean in that movie at least it's a story about you know how uh in the most unlikely places you know the uh uh the forces can can break through like a like a weed growing through cracks in the pavement or some shit like that i don't know whatever you know it's a good adventure story about like a new some new jedi people and there's like a new bad guy and he's like the grandson of Darth Vader. And it's like, all right, this all makes sense. Like, this is interesting. You know, the, the fight continues. Um, and then it's like, just like you would think at that point, you'd go, all right, now let's think about this character that we're going to, we're going to bet on this Ray character and this, uh, this Kylo Ren character. And we're going to be, we're going to really map out how they get from this point why they're at this point at the fir- in the first movie and how they get to the end point at the, at the, in the last movie because there's got to be like a reason for all of it, you know? And then it's like that they didn't actually have a reason. They didn't actually have a story. There was no like underlying like theme fueling it. I mean, they even had in the second movie, which I didn't really like either, The Last Jedi, which now, by the way, seems great by comparison. They even I had, told you <laughs> they even had like like it definitely put it it definitely put it in a better light. It like be, for me it went from like being like a six out of ten to like an eight out of ten or like it went from being like a five out of ten to a seven out of ten. But um, in the second one they kind of get at something. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Like I don't know if I'm fully into it, but they're kind of like the Jedi are everywhere, and it just takes something to awaken it. They don't have to be like part of one of these famous families or whatever. And then the third movie they were just like, look, can we just go back to the original story like we don't ha- we don't have it we don't have we haven't figured it out we don't know just bring palpatine back to life he's always a good villain he'll be re- pulling the strings again in the background he'll do some force lightning i mean they they started writing they started a tour of a thing that people loved and they once they started trying to play some new tracks they realized that was difficult 
And so they just started playing the hits. But it made for a very weird show. Like we're touring out. It's like the Stones. They're like, we just put out a new record. People are like, please play um, fucking Start Me Up. Like, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> like, please do not play whatever the song is you recorded in 2019. Like, no one wants that. But like, honestly, there could have been a good song. There could have been good new songs. They could have done the interesting. Well, thing, it would it, require them to have had faith in the, their own ideas and that understanding that not everyone is going to like it. Some people are going to want to hear the hits, and you have to write that off if you're going to make something new because you can't but deliver even, that. It's but even done. even if they wanted to bring, like, even if Palpatine, even if Palpatine was the underlying force behind all, I mean, they literally had this other guy, Snoke. And they're like, what's the big mystery of Snoke? And then they kind of like do away with Snoke. And you're like, wow. I mean, but like if Palpatine was the underlying force, like they literally in the third movie, they're like, it opens with this. It opens with Palpatine's back. It's like, what? What do you mean Palpatine's back? Like you've been fighting all these other people. You got Kylo Ren and you have this, the fucking first order and there's all these you Snoke. And now you're like, just Palpatine's back. And everybody's like, oh, we always knew this could happen. I already, I've already talked about this in the podcast, by the way, but I just need to reiterate how insane it is. The Le- Leia's like, they're like, oh yeah, cloning and dark arts. And Leia's like, we always knew this could happen. It's like, you did? Because it feels like you might've brought it up earlier. Like when Snoke was in the mix. You might have been like, well, Snoke seems bad, but he might just be a puppet of Palpatine who, you know, might return as we've always talked about, you know, or like, you know, they might be like, oh, Kylo, he's turned, you know, Ben Solo has turned bad. Like, it seems like Palpatine might be behind this, but how is that possible? Well, there's cloning. Ah, oh, okay. Well, something good to think about as we go through the rest of these, you know, these adventures we're on. There's, no, Palpatine's back. Just whatever. Everybody's like, yeah, duh. Like, of course he's back. And it's just like so they're so the writing's so fucking heavy handed. Every scene in that movie is like it's like video game writing. And bad video game writing. Where it's like the the movie's literally like this. They're like, uh there's a you need to find this part. They're like, you need to turn on this thing. You know, in every game there's this shit where it's like, you need to open this door, but the yeah. power is out. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck! I got to turn the power on. And then you go to like oh, the power. You got to get like a you, switch. You go to the you go to the power room, and it's like you need the break circuit breaker that's yeah. located in the basement. And you're like, fuck! I got to go down to the basement. And it's like, yes, yeah. MacGuffin. And then you have to fight like the boss to get the circuit breaker. And then like you get trapped in something. And it's like you need the crank to get out of this. I am describing Resident Evil, by the way. Uh, it's like you need the crank to get out of this. You're like, fuck! I just need to get the circuit breaker back to the power thing so I can lower this thing. That's literally like the plot of the third Star new Star Wars movie. It's like we yeah, got just MacGuffin on top of MacGuffin. I mean, it on starts. It starts with Kylo Ren has this fucking thing, this like device that he found on a planet randomly and he's like oh this will help me get to palpatine and then he's flying to see palpatine and then he sees palpatine he's like oh yeah we made snow go to vat and also i've been controlling this all along and now i need you to do something for me and he's like all right you know it's like and then they have to go find a sword or no a knife then the good guys are like we need to find a crash ship that has a knife in it that has a code on it that We'll show you a so location bad. on the Death Star that will show you where the fucking the other uh thing is to, to take it to Snoke or to to Palpatine. It's like, guys, what is this? Like, I don't want to. I don't want this. Like, you need a story. It can't just be you people need characters. Going, you need to trust in the characters you created instead of rewriting their personality in every movie to fit whatever MacGuffin plot. Well, it's not even like there aren't even characters. It's just like the good guy and the bad guy. 
I mean, Rose Tico, as as polarizing as she is, got a reaction out of people and and had like a, a, a an arc that w- contributed to the larger universe and ha- had a breakthrough moment with Finn. And you know, those two characters fell for each other in a way. And then in the beginning of their movie of this movie. Rose is like, I'm going to stay back to chew an oil change on this car. And you're like, what? Uh, and no, that's just all I mean, all the Leia stuff is like, dude, you guys could have killed her in the movie that was made like during her death. Like you should have been like, we need to kill off this character now because to bring her back later will seem really weird. And guess what? It does. Like we are living yeah. in reality. I know you want the character to continue on, but like the Leia scenes in the new movie are like, very obviously weird cgi shit and they're very upsetting they're Honestly, like if it's like weekend at bernie's yeah and she's like she's like says stuff like you're like where did you get this dialogue was this like her goofing around on the set and they just happen to capture it she's like well you can never trust a, dro- a droid and i'm like mm, this is the leia stuff we waited around for post the posthumous Leia like, information six of one half a dozen of the yeah. other she's like hey well, we is there any coffee at crafty yeah, she's like, Ooh, Pal- sneeze <laughs> <laughs> like the palpatine thing just it blows my mind she's like well we always knew this could happen it's like is that you wrote the dialogue or that was all you had to work with because no just- i think that one of the lights on set dimmed a little and they had had a discussion earlier about how that light might dim and so while they were changing it she said we always knew this could happen. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. It's like, and everybody's just kind of like, they keep showing shots of like over her shoulder, just her hair. And you're like, yeah, we get it. You got like a stand in to be, yeah. to be Leia with the hair or whatever. It's like, it just feels so goofy. You know, it and feels like, honestly, honestly, it, it feels disrespectful to the woman who passed away. It, it's disrespectful and, to, to the woman and also really more importantly to the fans. But <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um, the I mean, she used to do an hour long special. It's on HBO. You can stream it. You've got nothing but time. They that used a lot amazing. of dialogue from that. I understand. And she said in that one of her biggest jokes was every time I look in a mirror, I have to pay George Lucas a dollar. And it, it was a giant resentment of hers that she didn't own her own image. And then to take that and and weekend at Bernie's her for some really cringy bad movie. Ooh, couldn't be me. And then not with Billy Lord walking around the set. Then and then you've got um fucking, you know, uh Han shows up at the end, you know. Uh he's just like you could tell Harrison Ford was like, You gotta be fucking kidding me that you're making me do more scenes for these movies. <laughs> Somewhere in the world, Callista Flockhart was like, It's ten million dollars. <laughs> She's like, Chiching. Um she, no, but like but like everybody just seems to be phoning it in. I do I do think here's the thing that's annoying. Like there are there are some moments that are really good. Like yeah. there are oh my god, I just remember the snake thing. The and fight then, scenes the fight the scenes, fight scenes are, 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 are wonderful. Well the I hate is great. I hate that I hate all of the space action scenes. I hate all of the flying scene. Like I, I realize watching this movie, I'm like, I fucking hate these like these like scenes where like it's like CGI ships shooting at each other are just like, they do nothing yeah. for me. They do nothing for me. There's no, it was I'm way like, more fun when they built those out of practical effects. That yeah. was way cooler. And also like, if you feel like there's something besides some bull bullshit MacGuffin hunt that the characters are yeah. running from or chasing after it's like, like, so there are scenes that are really good. Like 
I mean, it's just a, by the way, I hope you're, you know that these are they're filled with spoilers. If you've been listening to this and you're not aware that we're spoiling the movie for you, you've got problems. Also, um, if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know what happened to that, yeah, movie what the fuck? Yet, what the fuck? I don't know what to no, tell you. But like, okay, there's a scene where they get the knife and 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 Ray heals the snake. Just uh, apropos of nothing, a injured snake shows up so she can heal it. So later on, when she heals Kylo Ren, we can be like, oh, he's like the snake. He's just an injured animal, which is. Again, like writing from the mind of a 12-year-old, okay? Yeah. And then, okay, but like then they're going – they're trying to make a getaway and Chewie gets like arrested or whatever. I guess like – I don't know what they call it. He gets taken by the captured. first – Or captured, yeah. And then there's this whole scene where like Ray's like flexing her power and she's like pulling this like starship down and it's like that's fucking awesome and it's like really cool because like you start to see like a character that could have been where it's like yeah. a really tortured character like the idea of ray should have been in this movie like she really is drawn to the dark side and like she sees like how her her powers can get the better of her and she can do unbelievable things but there's a consequence so it's like she's like i killed chewy she blows up the ship or whatever and if- then like and then like hold on then like sorry they're like they're like, I killed Chewie. And we're like, and I was like, holy fuck, they killed Chewie. Like, that's a bold fucking move. That's a real move for a real movie. Okay. You killed a major character that's been in nine fucking movies or whatever. That's a big deal. And then literally, like, they're like, we got to get out of here. And then it's like, cut to Chewie's alive. And then they have another scene following. It's like even the little things. They have another scene that follows that where they're where the where the cast is mourning Chewie's death when the audience now knows that Chewie isn't dead. And you're kind of yeah. like, why wouldn't you just reverse the order of these scenes where you're like, holy fuck, they killed Chewie. Then they're like, oh my God, like they're dealing, she's like recognizing and dealing with the consequences of having killed Chewie. And you're like, fuck, man, they killed Chewie. I can't believe it. And wow, this is like she's turning to the dark side. And then it's like, wait, Chewie's alive. Wait, maybe all is not, all hope is not lost. Even the basic things of like the sequence of those scenes don't seem right to me in this movie. Anyhow, I'm just I'm just rambling now. I, I just think it comes down to a, a failing of and I know everyone harps on the prequels, but the, the original trilogy really sold you on the philosophy of the Jedi and the prequels should have really sold you on the philosophy of the, sh- of the Sith. Yes. Like, like in earnest. And then these movies should have been a character caught between un- who understands both philosophies and then creates a third way. It, and about selfishness and selflessness. And it should have ended with, with a message of like, you put your oxygen mask on first, but then you immediately go and help other people. And it should have been like the end of the Jedi, the end of the Sith and the beginning of something else. And that would have been such a beautiful message and so needed right now. And not to be like, you know, centerism wins, but but I do think it's needed to say like, like like we, all that really matters is that we survive and take care of each other and have empathy. And like, it could have been a really beautiful and and honestly, I think The Last Jedi set it up that they could have gotten there. And and to whiff it so bad. I mean, I, I love the idea of I love the idea of finding something new other than the battle between good and evil. You know, like and this idea of testing whether or not someone will go to the dark side is actually feels like a pretty well trod and sort of outmoded concept. And so like there's something interesting that they kind of almost touch on, like to your point, with both Ray and with Kylo Ren of them being, and I think I think Rise of the Jedi actually does this really well, where it shows this intense struggle that's like on a like a, a cosmic level for them, 
right? It's one thing to be like a young person who does you don't know who you are. It's another thing when there's like literal cosmic forces that are like drawing you to one side or the other. But like, yeah, yes, it would have been so interesting for something. So this is like kind of getting to the, the to the thing that frustrates me probably the most about the fucking movie. And I really was thinking about it a lot last night and tweeting about it when I was watching. It, is like, what does Palpatine even want at this point? Like. He's like got a boner for being killed and replaced by Ray. So like the Sith have like a new leader, but like the, he doesn't have to like destroy the Jedi to do that. Like, you know, I mean, he basically could do that. I mean, it's like, I don't even know why he doesn't like the Jedi. I don't, it's not explained in any way at any point, certainly not in this movie, what it is, nope. what it is the emperor wants to do once he gets control like he wants control of the galaxy. Like he wants control of every planet. It's like, okay, why? Like to like get more like tax dollars from the residents, like to, to, to like corner the market on some kind of trade. Like what, to what end? Like what happens when he gets it? And also why he's been trying for like, you know, hundreds of years to kill all the Jedi and it never seems to be working. And it's like, Dude's like a clone of a clone or whatever, and now he's like got no fingers. And it's like, what? What are you doing here? Also, and I don't want to, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again. But how do those ships get built? Where do they come from? I mean, it. it did he just? It's not even. They don't even attempt. Who's on? How did? How do they have a staff? Is every ship staffed? How many people is that? It's like probably like millions of people. And I understand those ships are big. People get mad because they're like, you know, plot holes don't matter. But. At, at, if you're not taking the constraints of the universe seriously, if you're not taking the characters seriously, the limits, the like, if you're not coming up with creative solutions to those problems um, that you can still deliver the overall message you were going for, you undermine our faith that there is a message and you undermine our faith that the characters mean anything or that anything means anything in the story you're telling. And so it, it's just it, – it's weird to me that J.J. Abrams has operated at this level for this long with and has this much experience and had this much budget and this much creative – like a huge creative uh, bank to pull from for the series and that this is what we got. I, I thought he was like a super fan. How can – how can I don't understand how someone walks away from that last movie – and doesn't like hang their head in shame. It's, it's such a bad, a bad it's movie. It's bad, and it and it's very frustrating because it was so set up for success. Um, it, it's a bad movie. It's 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 poorly written. I don't even know who it was trying to like, who was trying to please. Like, who is it like, for? You have to decide who who your story is for from the outset, and you have to be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to like it. And they by trying to please everybody, they made a thing that can't please anybody. Yeah, it's like it's like the Homer's car of movies. It's like. I really don't it's it's hard for me to understand exactly what they're trying to um what they were trying to do like what the purpose of the thing was you know uh yeah I mean yes they put an end to the series so that's good I guess but beyond that like what was the point like Palpatine's bad but now he's done the point was to sell toys. I like think we Ray, know. Ray is a Skywalker because she decided to be. Like I don't, I don't get it. Also, why is she on this planet that doesn't have any meaning to her? Like, 
who is this old woman? Why does she care? Like the ending is so bad. It's very bad. Oh, the old woman. She's just like, she's just like hanging out. She's just like, Hey, who are you? I don't know. And then Ray stands there for 45 minutes and then goes Skywalker. And the lady's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a super cut to be, to be made there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. At any rate, um, you know, we live in yeah. a, we live in a wild time. At some point, they're going to come out with a spinoff movie or a series of comic books about that old woman who is shopping for milk or whatever. That's what I, that's what I want. I want to see a whole. I want to see like a Mandalorian style story just about that woman. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay. So wait, then the last thing is like, like, is she impregnated with Kylo Ren's Force baby? Because that's what it seems like. Oh God. I think I feel like that's what's going on. You know what? Just end the world. Just let society I mean, collapse. I don't want another trilogy about Kylo's Force baby. Yeah, it's definitely like she's like gives birth to like the ultimate unifying force. Ugh. But then like Pal- then like Palpatine has another clone, probably, I guess, or his like son. Palpatine's somebody else, somebody else related to Palpatine. What if there was like a new bad guy? Yeah, what if what if they the universe was bigger than uh fucking one neighborhood? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what if whole like, planets had whole societies on them and they were interesting and nuanced and bad guys were all over the place and you had to, you know, you know, there was individual stories of resistance, but there was also a larger plot and bad guys could emerge from anywhere and we need to, you know, change the way we raise people and talk about things. And you know what I mean? Like that would have been a great metaphor for the world. And instead they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's these two families who don't like each other. Like I didn't sign up for the Hatfields and McCoys here. Yeah, I think I think Star Wars is over. I feel like we talked about this when I first saw this, but I think the whole Star Wars story is just like it's done. It's done. There's nothing else to say. You've taken the main you've taken the main characters and they're like the 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 core of their motivations and you've just pressed them like like pressing water out of a piece of tofu you've just pressed them dry and now there's nothing left there's no moisture left it's time to grill them and put them into a walk put them into a walk throw some vegetables in there i'm saying this because i made some tofu and vegetables in a walk last night so it's very (laughs) fresh in my mind well gotta Um, use up those perishables anyhow so yeah but uh so look but here's the one thing i think this is the moment where we got to start doing day and date releases for movies. If there's ever been a time put for you to charge me, Plus. I mean, I put it wherever, charge me money for it. I will pay good money. I'll pay 25. I'll pay 50, maybe depending on the movie, like day and date releases. You've got people at home dying to watch. You're they're not, you're not going to get this time back. You're not going to fill theaters. It's like, this is an opportunity. In my opinion, I actually want to write something about this. I might write something about it. If I have enough energy, but I don't have that much energy because we've got a, a child at home, and uh, that's a that's a pretty full court press, and you know we're dealing with uh, we're dealing with uh, the coronavirus. I mean, we don't have it, but uh, you know we we have to experience it, watching other people deal with it, which is very hard. All right, anything else we should talk about? I feel like there are many other topics that I mean, we could have discussed. I honestly think I, I, I'm not going to promise everybody that we're going to podcast every day uh, because we won't. Definitely, definitely not. But I think we'll be Good. back soon because we've really got nothing else to do. Oh, oh, Westworld, Westworld coming on. We were going to do yeah. a, a third season of Out West, uh, but then this happened and I mean, I don't know. It just seems like we're probably not going to. Uh, it's just a lot happening right now. But uh, Westworld... Much. I watched last night, Laura. I was like, Laura and I were like, oh shit, yeah, Westworld's coming back on. Like, we should watch some of these, like, you know, cheat sheet videos. And I gotta say, I watched several of them. 
still don't believe that there's an actual story for Westworld. I mean, some of the shit's just like, yeah, this is not a story. This is not, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, they're just making this shit up. I mean, obviously, every story is made up to an extent, but you know what I mean? Every season they get, or for the two seasons, they've gotten a lot of constructive criticism let's say about how there is a show here but you're you're ruining it and you're you're not you're not able to do it and so they just keep restarting and i think this third season is another attempt to just be a different show and it's like if you were going to be battlestar galactica uh, then i guess maybe you should or like terminator or whatever they think they're going for now it's just a different show i so I'm, i'll watch it out of morbid curiosity and like but I don't – it's not like a cohesive television show the way that like the first few seasons of Game of Thrones I mean were. I think that – I think that um, – I don't know. I mean apparently this season's going to be a big reboot. Is Aaron Paul is in it now? Yeah. Based on the trailers I've watched and I've watched all of them heavily. Um, I don't know. Aaron Paul's like – we're now out in the real world and in the real world there's like a social network that determines your life. Which sounds pretty heavy handed. Yeah, like makes decisions. For yeah, you. like on the one hand, I'm sort of excited about it because I'll just take anything. I mean, new. I like playing with new sci-fi ideas. Yeah, I'll take anything new at this point. But I do feel like I don't know. It's not like I won't watch it, but I have a limit. Like I'll be honest with you, I stopped watching Picard. Like, yeah, you know, I can't. I don't even know how you did it as long. Picard's as bad. Like, I, w- I tried to watch the last, like, so not bad. the last episode, but like maybe the fifth or sixth episode. I, I don't know which one it is. Like, after they after they bring the young kid with the sword on board, um, I'm just like, this is not good or fun, and it is not anything like the. It's nothing like the Star Trek that I actually like. The Picard character is nothing like the Picard that I actually like. He's surrounded by people who I don't care about and find basically annoying. Uh, it's like you need to bring a few people into the mix, like from the old show, so he has somebody to like rap with. Like, this is just like strangers that I don't care about. I mean, maybe they do that later. I don't know, but I had to stop watching and I canceled my CBS yeah. All Access because I was like, I need to not be paying for shit that I'm not using. I mean, that's literally I'm while you're talking, I am logging into Hulu and AMC a list to just cancel these subscriptions because I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, well, Hulu has uh, become slightly more valuable now they have FX on it. I don't know. Well, I, 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 am I'm, I'm in a much darker place with the apocalypse. And I think that most other people, are, so I think I'm just gonna, um, I'm just gonna keep my money. <laughs> are you, are you in a much darker place? I think that this, we're going to need, um, we're going to need our money. I think like in three months, we're going to need our money. Well, yes. I mean, we shouldn't be wasting money right now. I agree with you a hundred percent. So I'm just going to delete all non-essential services. I mean, definitely like, because like yeah. there's other things to do. I have a stack of video games. I'm going to obviously keep like Netflix and my cable subscription. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, I don't need Hulu. What am I really watching on Hulu that's that good? Yeah. And I get it through Sprint with ads, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, okay. Well, there you have it then. You've solved your own problem. Yeah, but I think I would encourage everybody to just, if you're not using something, right now is a good time to save some money. Um. Okay. Well, I hear what you're saying. Maybe I'll do it. Libraries are free. I mean, you're making a good, strong argument. 
there's a there's a lot of ways to pass your time nowadays. You're not going to like run out of mm. them. This um, is, and I don't think we need to pay for premium subscriptions to shit we use once. This a is month. a good segue into the end of the show and doing nice yeah. things, which whew, is going to be a real dig deep. <laughs> dig deep. Yeah, really? You want to do nice things? Yeah, let's do nice things. What do you got? Do you got anything? Um, I started playing the Outer Worlds finally. Oh yeah, I started playing that. I love it. It. I, I know you prefer like Fallout Four to Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Three to Fallout New yeah. Vegas. Um, yeah. I really prefer the New Vegas style gameplay, and and this is a return to that, and it is so good. Oh my god, it's so good. I mean, I uh, I liked it a lot when I started playing it. It's just one of those games that to me it feels like it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of it's start a lot. and stop, and you have to take in a lot of information, and there's a lot of talking. But it's really yeah, it's, escapist for that reason. Um, to pass time like um, uh, passively, I've been playing Baba Is You, which is an amazing puzzle game that I can't recommend enough for the Switch. Um, and that's a completely different experience. It's just like you know, fiddling with little gadgets and gadgets you know what i mean as opposed to like right i need to understand your motivation for this you know corporate under society development like you know right there's a lot of stuff going on in that game it's there's a lot of stuff going on yeah i mean basically so like yeah i mean i liked it it's just one of many games where i'm like oh i do not have enough time for this you know yeah well okay like, so there's those games and then the other thing was um devs was really good Devs is great. Although I watched the third episode and I was kind of a little bit like, maybe this isn't as good as I thought it was, but it's very good. Um, Devs is the new Alex Garland show. It's very good. I have started watching it and it's, it's one of the best things that I've seen in a while on television for sure. Like it's it's just very well executed and um, purposeful and it doesn't seem to be, um, it doesn't treat its it treats its audience intelligently. It doesn't condescend to the audience, which I really like. Yeah, no, I think um, I think uh, it's uh, whoa, um, I think it's it's one of the better things that's been on TV in a pretty long time, and it's got some really interesting ideas. I think I've kind of figured it out. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if my ideas actually dovetail with what is happening. Um in the show but it's great and and nick offerman is incredible in it like oh unbelievable piece of casting like definitely one of the best uh i've seen one of the best casting decisions ever um well um on that note my turn for nice things right yeah let's let's hear what you like um whew, wow i'm trying to think of what i've been doing how to keep myself busy the last few days I mean, I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll tell you something. This is not really a, ni- not a nice thing for me, but a nice thing for Zelda. So Zelda really likes these games on her iPad that are like, it's kind of Sims-ish. She plays this game called Toka World, which only parents know about. But it's got like an enormous amount of like places and variety and things you can do. You go to all these different areas and there's all these activities and things you can do and you can customize people and you can put like have them play games and it's just like crazy open world stuff, but very Sims-ish. Um, but not 3D. That's like, so funny. What? Because there's a, they that company also created an app called Toka Hair Salon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has that. I ask 
text. I absolutely know about that app because a, a small cousin of mine was playing, would play with it on my phone. And I wanted to just check to make sure like that that was something her mom would be fine with her playing. And yeah. I played it and it is a weirdly satisfying. It's very good. Game. They're very fun. <laughs> They're very fun. And uh, the, the anyhow, so, so she's loves these like Toka games and, um, but they don't do enough. They're kind of like she's done everything, you know? And uh, so we were looking around and she's like, she's describing like what she wants. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that exists like for you. Like, I'm not sure. We tried to show her this, like the Sims is like way too complicated for her. I mean, she's only six. Anyhow, there's this game. It's like a Barbie dream house game. It's called Barbie dream house adventures. And it is basically like a kid's version of the Sims. And it's like, utterly fascinating like i'm like i kind of want to play this i mean it's obviously very simplistic um but I, it's like it's really quite good and now i'm just like i'm like oh they need to like add more stuff to it and i was like literally thinking about like emailing the developers like here are some things i think you should do like if you read the reviews they're all kids in the reviews that are like you should have this and that like more things i'm like yes totally i agree with you nine-year-old <laughs> child um but yeah but you're like, like madison made points today <laughs> it's really it's exactly but it's really good like um like it's just a good idea like i mean it there's like a subscription so it doesn't it doesn't nickel and dime you i mean it's like i don't mind paying for this stuff if it's like a good app and it actually is like not you know rotting her brain in some way and i think it actually is like kind of a fun interesting um sort of like it's giving her like a lot of what you know sort of adult games do with some obviously some like it's safe you know Mm -hmm. like it's a pretty safe game there's a lot of shit on the app store. I mean, the app store is a fucking it's mess. So it's a mess. Like, and honestly, like I feel like if you're not paying really close attention to what's going on with your kids on the app store, like I really weep for you. Um, so it's like, it's a fucking, it's a huge mess on there. It's hard to find good games. I think this game is really good. My number one concern right now is that they're going to like discontinue it or not add stuff to it. So that's my my nice thing is a Zelda nice thing, which is like this Barbie game is actually like weirdly good and not like weird and not you know depressing and um, doesn't seem to be reinforcing lots of bad stuff about you know men and women and so that's like that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and it's fun I, and it's actually fun. Barbie has been very thoughtful in the last few years about like expanding diversity and body size and stuff. So, I mean, yes, they have a nail salon is the only other place you can go, but. <laughs> Also, the main thing is about like doing stuff in the house and like everybody can do all the same things in the house. It's not like, oh, like Barbie, go to the kitchen and make, you know, some food for everyone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's just like, you know, everybody's hanging out and doing shit, like being in a band. They have a, they have like a dance, they have like a a DJ area. It's like super fun. I mean, it's really interesting. Well, honestly, and it's probably really good for her to play while you guys are stuck being quarantined because it is positive encouragement of like, we can make our own fun in the house. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. I mean, like. You have no idea. I mean, you have no idea. There are, it's so crazy. I mean, we're just getting, we're starting to like just ramp up to like the, how insane it's going to be to be in the house for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. At some point you're going to have to just start being her teacher. Like sit her down. Oh no, we're doing, they're they're doing Zoom. They're doing Zoom classes from her school and they're giving us a bunch of like workbooks and plans and stuff. Like we're, we're going to full on be doing like school at home. Ugh. Wild. 
We live in wild. God. We live in wild times. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the curse of interesting times, I suppose. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, it's horrible, but also, like, there are things about it that are really interesting. I obviously would love for this to not be happening, but of course, there's silver linings, though. I mean, we've cut emissions very significantly. I've spent a lot more time calling older family members and keeping in touch with them every single day. Um, I'm spending a lot of time with John, learning how much I can go without. Um, already and i think we're going to learn a lot more and it's going to be very uncomfortable and it's going to be awful but the silver linings that come out of hardship um are aren't nothing yeah and i think also we're learning who the true idiots are in the world and who truly is evil it's it's like very very like clear you know yeah (laughs) like i think you know trump the other day was tweeting about um, not necessarily that this was a hoax, but really downplaying it. Um, and his sons were tweeting about how you should buy stocks right now. Just insane, insane, complete nonsense. And it really just it had a moment of clarity where I was like, this isn't going to work this time. People are going to see bodies. I mean, there this are, isn't going to work. No, there are definitely, At a certain point, you can't con man your way past a corpse. I mean, there are definitely like, uh, there are definitely like QAnon people and like Trump, hardcore Trump people who are like watching Fox News and all obviously Fox News who are watching the shit and going like, this is all a you know plot to discredit Trump or whatever. But it's like you, you got to be at this point. You have to be. Wi- they're gonna wake up. They're gonna wake up eventually. They're gonna wake up dead. That's I mean, what they're gonna do. When, but the thing is, when someone's mother dies, it's gonna be pretty un- uncontrovertible that like she died of this disease. And I think. People care when it affects them and not in subtle ways, not in over the course of 10 years, we haven't had a minimum wage increase or, you know, I lost my insurance, but maybe it's my fault. In in when you are slapped in the face with complete incompetence, with when it really affects you, then I think you wake up. And this virus is not going to discriminate between white people and black people. And people aren't going to be able to be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm white and I'm rich and I'm straight and I'm better off. So I don't really give a shit what happens to you. Like I have to get mine. Um, this I mean, there definitely are there are definitely are lines, you know, drawn around like, you know, how how easy it is to be to stay at home, you know, the, you know. But, but of course, of course, of course, yes. Poor people, of course, will be in it. Will be. I mean, I, I mean, there was an article written about how LGBTQ people are uniquely poorly set up for what's going to come. However, people will die of all classes and colors. And oh I yeah, think that's no, I mean it to realize and, and the and the people and the people who, um, the people who are in denial about this can't escape like illness. Yeah, like denial can't keep you away, keep you from getting sick. Yeah. So um, it's like you know, I think there's there's a real. There's going to be a real reckoning around. I do hope it wakes people up. I also hope it brings the Democratic Party together in some way where we can get out of this. I mean, one way or another, like we can't act like this is business as usual for our party, for that party. It needs to be like, how do we figure this out together? Whatever that looks like. It cannot be like Bernie bros fighting with Warren people online at this point. That shit is from another, like that's from a whole other world. world, That was a different world. It really, it really, in my opinion, is. And like you, I mean, I, I like, I've like, you know, I, the, I think the moment that John understood to take me seriously about this, at least, was I burst into tears and I was like, I can't believe we live, we had a life pre virus and now we will have a life post virus in the same inflection point of as, as Trump's election and 9 11 and coming out of the closet 
and like meeting my husband. Like these are this is another one of those inflection points. And I was like crying because I was like, and nobody cares or realizes. Like it's surreal. It's the surreality of it. Yeah. No, I mean it's like it's it's going to have Yeah, you know, it's going to have a real real repercussions. Yeah. Um but what the things we can preserve are our relationships, our interests, you know, we have to stay we have strong. To- it's that um what the British call uh what do they call it? Blitz spirit. I don't know. Is that what they call it? I think it's called Do um, they do they call it that? Yeah, it is. Uh blitz spirit um is a a, a a degree of stoicism, determination and calmness um through like a war zone and uh, obviously the blitzkrieg is a, is where that came from, but I think you know, we have to, you have to, we just have to do it. Like, we just have to push through this and take care of each other. Like, that's really it. And it, there's no need to panic. There's no need to cry right now. Like, we, there will be time for that. We just have to get through it. Right. Right. I agree. Well, uh, you know what? I, I'll, I'll take this two seconds to just say thank you for listening. If you want more from us, just let us know on Twitter that this is helping you. And I will keep doing it. If it isn't helping you, I'm going to put my attention where I think it can be helpful. Um, not, not, I'm not, I'm not trying the to threat. push for social media, threat. whatever. I'm not trying to threat the show. But if, if, but genuinely, if this is helping you, at me and Josh and let us know yeah. that you want to hear more from it us. Certainly- if not, we'll put our on covering the news. And certainly every episode is not going to be us uh, screaming about how bad Trump handled uh, this uh, this uh, catastrophe. I mean, we No, I, I mean, I, we'll I, definitely do episodes where we'll <laughs> we'll laugh about how me and John were fighting over, you know, the switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um all right. Well, I got to go. I got to find out what Zelda's doing now. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week or even sooner with more tomorrow. And as always, I really do wish you and your family the very best, though I have just been told that your family uh, are are actually all cloned from Palpatine. So uh, it's a situation that I don't know how anybody can explain, but, you know, that's where we are.